Welcome to the Critical Skill Development Podcast, presented by Atlas Navigator. Atlas Navigator, making critical skill development easy. I'm your host, Ted Davis, and with me today on this micro episode is Scott Liberto, Chief Enthusiasm Officer at Atlas Navigator, with more than 10 years experience in training development. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks, glad to be here. Awesome. Let's jump jump on in. Today's topic will center around transitioning or beginning a skill-driven development program within an organization. Scott, in your experience, how did you get the ball rolling with skill-driven development within your organization? Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, you know, it's something I'm hearing a lot of people talk about right now. Call it upskilling, reskilling, some version of that. Um, and some folks, I think, they jump right into it by trying to create just development, just They'll tie, you know, learning paths tied to skills, things like that. But I think it's really important for folks as L&D leaders to start by stepping back and really being intentional and strategic about which skills need to be developed. And so for folks that are starting a program, yeah, they should start by having a conversation with other leaders about the business strategy and what kind of talent is going to be required to deliver the business goals. And so from there, I think it's important to do some kind of assessment to figure out, okay, if this is the type of talent and the type of skills we need our folks to have to deliver these business goals, where do we stand now? And so doing a skills assessment to say, okay, here's kind of the current state, because you don't want to spend your limited resources developing either the wrong skills or skills folks already have. So using that data, to drive the developmental conversations. And so I like to use a skill-based 360 to identify both individual and organizational strengths and opportunities. I use that as my North star to drive where I should allocate my training efforts. And the nice benefit of all of this is I'll use the trend data from assessment to assessment to measure the ROI on our different programming. That's really interesting. So listening, it definitely sounds skill driven development is separate than assessments or personality assessments. Kind of give us a little bit of a background there. Yeah. So, I, you know, assessments can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, I've used Myers-Briggs, Insights, DISC, a lot of those different ones. And they're really helpful um, for, you know, helping people adapt their communication styles and things like that. Uh, they're rarely in alignment with business strategy. So I think if I was trying to use data to drive um, our talent development strategy, I need something that's grounded in skills and not uh, one of those other types of assessments. Okay, that makes sense. So, you know, if you were to give um, someone at an organization is trying to develop skill-driven development, align it with their business goals, um, running up the chain of command and get that ROI, what would be kind of the first steps on, you know, navigating that path? Maybe what's a pitfall that they need to be aware of so they don't step in it and, you know, break the ankle? Yeah. So I think the biggest pitfall I find is um, it ca- sometimes you see talent development uh, leaders who are so focused on the people they might be removed from the business strategy. I think they should know the business plan better than everybody. So if I was to uh, recommend a first step, it would be get to know that business plan ins and outs, and you should be able to map that business plan to the exact skills your talent pool needs to have. 
And you, that often I hear folks talking about not having a seat at the table, but if you can do that and you know that business plan in and out and you know what skills will be required to deliver it, you're going to get that seat at the table. And that should, like I said, be your North star. It should drive everything. And that will lead you down the pathway. Yep. Fantastic. Anything, anything else on skill driven development um, while I've got you here? Yeah, I would just say, you know, it, it can be really easy in this space to get overwhelmed, right? You're, you're trying to talk about competency models or success factors or skill assessments, right? And so it's really important to pick one aspect, right? If you're getting started, one aspect of the business plan and a set of skills, whether it be foundational skills that everybody in the company needs to have, or you could start with a leadership model and start somewhere small, but do get the ball rolling. Uh, I'm a, you know, starting there is better than just these blanket, uh, one size fits all that fits no one well training programs. So I'd much rather see folks start small, get the ball rolling with skill-based assessments than not using them at all. So start small, start with the target audience and link it to the business plan. Yep. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you for being here today. Great. Uh, and thank you all for joining us on Skill Driven Development Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes and check out our sponsor, Atlas Navigator, on LinkedIn or at atlasnav.us.